Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we're joined by the voices of the Winnipeg Jets on CJOB, Paul Edmonds and Jamie Thomas, just in time as we've learned details about the NHL and NHLPA's return to play. It's finally happening. Yay! Also, we'll check in with Kyle Walters, GM of the Blue Bombers, on how their offseason is going and why they haven't signed any free agents yet. He explains it all on the podcast. The two men who will be calling Jets games whenever they begin. It could be January 13th. Welcome to CJOB. Paul Edmonds, the play-by-play voice of the Jets, and Jamie Thomas, color commentator. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Christian. My pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks All very right. much, Christian. And I, I, like, I feel for you with your cereal, buddy. Like, there is nothing. <laughs> the cereal goes. Like, the shelf life with the milk in there, you got yourself about five minutes before it gets bad. That's my fault. I'll, it, I've got so much mini wheat in my condo. It's it's that we're not here to talk about cereal. Let's talk about first of all. The, the we'll start with the breaking news of the NHL season. Uh, Paul, we'll start with you. Just the prospect finally of knowing that there could be games on the horizon. How does that feel for you? Well, I think it's exciting. I think any time that the two parties get together and have a deal, that you know that ratification amongst their membership is probably going to be a slam dunk. So from that standpoint, this is a major move forward into having that 56-game schedule that kicks off mid-January. So that's great. I think that what you have now, Christian, is you have a starting point, and they're going to work off of that, a starting point that is is hard and fast right now as well, right? they got the economics done. Now you've got the starting point that's official, and now you know the length of the schedule. There's going to be some tweaks, I think, in terms of, making sure that you have some time in case you have to reschedule games. So you need some wiggle room that way. You need a little bit more runway. But I think that this is exciting news for hockey fans right across the country and certainly in the National Hockey League. But as you mentioned, sort of chaperoning this thing through a pandemic is going to be somewhat problematic. That's the next major hurdle here is how do you do this? How do you do this in three divisions in the United States? How do you do this in the Canadian division, if that's what it's going to be? And sort of do you have everybody flitting around, or do you go to what you had before, where maybe you start in one area for a while, or you go to a hybrid bubble, a soft bubble? There's all kinds of different scenarios. But now that they've got the schedule out of the way, now that they've got the start date out of the way, they can really start to uh, get the hard facts on how they're going to sort of get this through and shepherd this thing through a pandemic and with the virus uh, right across North America. And Jamie, it feels typical of these kinds of negotiations that this news breaks at 6:40 on a Friday night. <laughs> it just wouldn't be right. And you know, the big news comes out today uh, that Paul and I are going to be guiding uh, Jets fans throughout this uh, season, whenever it starts. But yeah, it's, you know, you think you're going to go through an easy Friday night, go watch a movie and take it in and you know, figure things out on Monday. But uh, classic uh, NHL, NHLPA, you've got to get the big news going into the weekend. But having said all that, I'm glad that they're moving in the right direction and they're, they're both sides look like they're going to you know, agree on these things. And I, I thought the biggest sticking point was going to be the financial aspect of it, and they, they got through that. So we are a little bit closer to a season whenever it is it starts. I think January 13th is a little... A little e right now, but uh, I'm a, usually a pretty positive guy. So w- whenever it starts, uh, I'm just thrilled that we're going to get going here eventually. If we're making a football analogy, they've definitely entered field goal range for sure. Yes, towards yeah. getting the ball into the red zone here. 
so let's talk about the other big news today, Paul and Jamie. We'll start with you, Paul. The fact that you're coming over to CJOB, you've been the voice of the Jets. You're going to stay the voice of the Jets now on CJOB. How excited are you to uh, to join the team here and keep on calling Jets games? Well, tremendously. I mean, this is what I wanted to do since I was a kid, and then certainly that that really kind of got reaffirmed for me in a more of a uh, serious matter when I became a teenager and then had to start to make this, some decisions as to qualifications and how do I get there. So, um, you know, this has been a work in progress for me, and I've constantly been asked, Christian, <laughs> has it been easier getting to the National Hockey League or staying there? And I don't really know the answer to that just yet because I'm still here and I want to stay here for a long time. This was another step in, in continuing in that capacity that I've held for the last uh, six plus years. So this was great news today. Uh, I'm elated. You know, essentially my radio career in this market started uh, at CJOB. So uh, from that standpoint, um, it's kind of it's kind of like coming home in full circle for me. I have a lot of great memories. The foundation of what I do uh, was taught uh, from guys like Bob Irving and Kelly Moore, and going back even a little bit further than that. Um, for the years that I monitored the station when I was trying to try to understand how it was mechanically working and, and what worked for, for certain guys uh, when they were doing broadcasts. And so this for me is a thrill and it's a continuation of what I've been doing. It's all I've wanted to do. So from that standpoint, very lucky and very grateful and very thankful to both CJOB and, and True North Sports and Entertainment. And for you, Jamie, we've seen your your face on Jets TV the last couple mm-hmm. of years. We've seen your face on uh, other TV stations before. You've called uh, hockey games, though. You've been a hockey analyst before. Give people your yeah. your resume. <laughs> it, it, the funny part is, is like uh, one of my first jobs when I got out of broadcasting school was uh, in-house host at what Lethbridge Hurricanes games, of course, in the Western Hockey League. And then I was fortunate enough to join Brad Curl, uh, who was the Hurricanes play-by-play guy at the time, now the Calgary Hitman play-by-play guy. And uh, I got to do the Western Hockey League as a color analyst for two and a half years. I traveled to every game on the road. I worked for Global Television at the same time. I had to do uh, telephone reports for on the road. Um, so I, I've been everywhere in, in, in the dub, and um, it's it's amazing how you do TV and then you come to radio and uh, I, I went to TSN 1150 when I got laid off from Sportsnet. So it's, I've been all over the place. But uh, the one thing I, you know, I'm thrilled to do this. I'm also very excited about working with Paul. His energy is uh, unmatchable at this point to me in, in this business. So I, I, I get to stand beside the guy. I don't know if there's going to be plexiglass between the two of us. Who knows how that's going to work out. But uh, <laughs> however they separate us, I just uh, I look forward to the fact that we get to do this. And I think, the best part of it is it's a highly entertaining hockey team that we get to, to cover, and uh, it's going to be exciting whenever this starts to do it. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled about everything that's going on right now. What's it going to be like calling an NHL game, Paul, either in an empty arena from the press box or from a room off a monitor? Well, I've done the monitor thing a few times, Christian, uh, going back to the Moose days and then some playoff games this past summer as well. So that's that's something that I've actually gotten, I guess, more adept at. I wouldn't say good at, um, because I don't think that that really gives you that full feeling, that ambiance, if you will, of being there. Um, but that's something that I've done in the past, so that can I know that that can work. The empty arena, well, I guess you go back to certainly your junior A or your major junior days or even some of the 
minor pro circuits that I worked in, there was some awful empty buildings where it was, you know, close gathering of family and friends. So you were way up there and, and there wasn't a whole lot of uh, noise that was being made around the ice. And you could hear the players calling for the puck. So there is going to be some similarities, but at the NHL level, it's certainly going to be different from that standpoint, at least to start. But I think that once you find the players talked about this too, when they returned to play and, and got through the two bubbles and then merged into the one bubble in Edmonton, and then eventually the Stanley Cup was presented. And that was once you get used to it, and it doesn't take very long, and the puck gets dropped, and you get into the emotional level of the game. And Jamie and I will be into that for sure, because you can't help but be into that emotional level of the game. Then you forget about your surroundings and that environment, and it just becomes the game that you're calling, and for the players, the game that they're playing. Um, so it will be, I think, at first blush, a little different a little nondescript, but at the same time, I think you'll forget about that once the play starts to happen for real and that you get maybe 10, 15, or even one period through this thing uh, in the first game that it becomes a little bit more normal each and every time that you queue up the mic to go on. And I take it in those empty arenas, Paul, they could hear you? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's no question about it. Yeah, some of the, some of the players on the bench, if your broadcast location was above the bench on the same side of the arena, you'd get on the bus and guys would say, yeah, we could hear you calling the game from sitting on the bench. <laughs> Not the guys that were on the ice, but the guys who were sitting on the bench, especially the guys that were in the middle of the bench that weren't getting a whole lot of ice time, right? Those are the guys <laughs> that really aren't into the game, and they're trying to get into the game, but they're hearing everything that's going on around, seeing everything that's going on around them, aside from just what's going on on the ice surface. So, Jamie, looking at the Jets this year, we've mm. – be keeping track of all these teams in the offseason and there hasn't been a lot of spending because there's been a lot of uncertainty the Jets basically bringing back almost the same team as last year though they now have Paul Stastny on the roster they haven't signed Jack Roslovic yet what are your thoughts on the Jets heading into this season and how they stack up into the yet to be confirmed that it's happening Canadian division I, I like their chances in this. I know it's not confirmed yet, but and we're not still trying to figure out how it's going to look. But if it does end up being a Canadian division, um, I like the Jets' chances. And, you know, Paul Stastny brings you so many options, uh, especially on the power play. Uh, you can move guys around, give you two solid units. Um, also gives you that solid centerman on your, on your second line. So right there, I think that's an upgrade for this hockey team. Um, certainly they, they lack that a little bit without Brian Little for a big chunk of last year. Uh, the blue line is another year of Neil Pionk, uh, who had an outstanding year. I don't think, I, I know certainly uh, the guys that cover this team and the women that cover this team um, appreciate what Neil Pionk did last year, but I think he's got a little bit more in him, and I'm looking forward to seeing his growth on the blue line for the Jets. And, and again, Connor Hellebuck, uh, where do you go from here? But I think, Lauren Brassois is going to be a big part of this team, more so, I think, than the previous two seasons because of, I, I assume there's going to be lots of, there's going to be some back-to-backs more than in the usual year. So they're going to be counting on him a lot more this year. So I think LB is going to be a bigger component to the Jets' uh, chances of the playoffs this year than he has been in years past. And I think he's going to, he's going to rise to the challenge. Well, we should find out in about a month now. Again, January 13th is the tentative date. Maybe a couple days later than that. We'll see. We'll stay tuned. We'll have all the info for sure here on the home of the Winnipeg Jets. Paul Edmonds, the play-by-play voice. Jamie Thomas, the color commentator, joining us tonight. Thank you, gentlemen, and uh, have yourself a happy holiday season. My pleasure. Anytime.
right back at Merry you. Merry Christmas, buddy. There you go. Paul Edmonds and Jamie Thomas joining us here tonight. CFL teams, they were allowed to reopen for business uh, about a couple weeks ago with the ability to sign their own pending free agents. Every team has a lot of them because there are so many one-year deals in the league. And in case you forgot, there was no season this year. So all those one-year deals turned into no-year deals because the year didn't happen. So a lot of people looking for a new contract. And they're doing so when there's not as much money to go around because of the pandemic and the negative effect that the canceled season had on teams. So to get an update on how things are going for your Blue Bombers, we're joined by the general manager of the Bombers, Kyle Walters. Kyle, thanks for doing this tonight. Uh, let's just start with how the offseason is, season is going for the Blue Bombers. Uh, well, it certainly has been picking up now. You know, once uh, it's been nice uh, having the the ability to sign players kind of open up, which would have, you know, early December and gave us hope that we're moving towards a 2021 season. And it feels like football, you know, we're, uh, we're excited to get going like everybody. So it's been, uh, it's been a real busy December and, and trying to figure out the way our roster is going to look and get ready for the Canadian draft. We've got the global draft again to prep for. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been kind of felt like normal for the first time in a long time. For months, you weren't really able to do anything when it comes to the roster because there was no idea what 2021 would look like. We still don't really know what 2021 is going to look like, but what has the process been like in terms of signing players? Because I've, I've seen news releases from other teams saying they've signed you know one or two guys here, a guy there. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen anything from the Blue Bombers yet. No, no, it's, uh, you know, we've... <laughs> We're, we've been instructed to operate uh, at a reduced salary cap, so that's been uh, been a challenge for us to go through. And 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 before we uh, before we just start signing players, we wanted to have a have a plan in place across the board that met the salary cap. And you know we've got, we've got some offers out there and talking with some players. And you know we're patient. Sometimes is not a bad thing. And we're uh, you know players don't become free agents till till the ninth of February. So. But, we're in no rush to, to to really commit to anything until we've got the plan, you know, the, the plan figured out exactly the way we want it. Fair to say, though, not just for your team, but every team that there's not as much money to go around this year because of the fact that you had a canceled season and the current financial situation of the league. Yeah, I mean, it's I can't speak for other teams, but yeah, you'd you'd, you'd think you'd think as a group each individual clubs in a similar situation and and it's just the reality of the world we're living in currently and and it makes for uh you know that the, there's tough decisions at the end of every season in, in december as you prep for you know what your roster is going to look like the following year you know this is no different that the, the challenges than the number of tough decisions where you know where your salary cap's been reduced by quite a bit um we've got veteran players that are that are good that that have earned you know the the contracts they've earned so you know it's it's uh it's a challenging a challenging task to see how we can figure out a way to make uh everything fit and try to keep as much of the core together as we as we as we can well well you transition anyway like any other year you, you try to transition into some younger spots across the board and and that's no difference this year what have conversations been like with the, some of the veteran free agents like Stanley Bryant and Andrew Harris? Well, uh, I was saying saying yesterday that there's a priority priority list in regards to um, 
our, the, our plan of attack. And currently we're going uh, with the current guys under contract to see what they look like, to see if we can figure out a way to, to make it a little bit more cap friendly. Um, the guys you mentioned, Stan, um, Stan Stanley, um, and Andrew are, are scheduled to become free agents. So obviously th- those two names are our priorities, but the first order of business is to figure out where we stand uh, with the guys currently under contract and how, how those contracts are going to look um, is going to dictate uh, how much money is going to be left to spend on, on some of the other guys. So when you say that, you're talking about guys like Adam Big Hill and uh, Willie Jefferson who are under contract right now? Yeah, all the players that are under contract yeah. that, that you know we need to focus on and see see where they fit in um, next year contractually, and as obviously the the domino effect is is what's left over for for the other guys. So, like a restructuring, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've had conversations with a few of the guys, and I don't think it's a big secret that you know most teams are are trying to figure a way to restructure some of the higher end guys and. And and we're no different, and you know it's a it's a it's a it's a tough process. But as you know, as I said, there's a lot of a lot of businesses and a lot of companies having tough discussions right now with a, with their employees, and and you know everyone's in a real bad spot, and and the CFL is no different. So, do you feel like it could be easier to convince guys to to maybe? make it easier on you because you just won a great cup and you say, Hey, we can run this back. If you guys just give a little bit back. Yeah. I mean, everybody's, you know, it's tough. These players, these players are in a tough position. They haven't been paid for, you know, a year, year and a half now. And it's, um, you know, they, they need to make the best decisions for them and their families. Obviously we're, you know, we're trying to keep as much of the core group as we can together. And it's going to take some give and take amongst, amongst all the players, but you know, that's, it's an individual decision for, for each player and their family to make. And, and, you know, they, they need to do what's best for themselves and, and, you know, and go from there. And I know you can't speak for other teams, but it would just seem logical that if you're not able to offer the dollar figure that they want talking about the free agents now, there likely won't be money available from other teams either just because of the situation of the league right now. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting situation where, you know, free, there's always a lot of players at free agency and, and, you know, if players decide this year that, uh, ex, you know, I, I, I don't want to restructure or, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to test the market in free agency and, and see what I can get. Then, then, then who knows? I mean, some teams could be, um, some team strategy could be to clean, you know, clean salary cap and, and, and hope that in free agency, you can get some value for, for lesser dollars could be a strategy. So I, it, you know, it's up to each individual team. I know, I certainly know for us and, and, you know, the way Mike uh, appreciates the veteran players and wants the veteran players. And, and, you know, we've grown this with this core group of guys. I, that, that's, that's really not a, a strategy that we plan on going down, but, um, you know, depending on how the conversations go with the players, you you might have to you might have to take take that route at certain spots. And just a, a reminder to fans that haven't seen any Blue Bomber signings in the couple weeks since you know, quote unquote, it opened for business. You got a month and a half still before they hit the open market. 
Yeah, there's as I said, I mean, it's there's really no there's really no rush. We're the priority right now, as I said, is to you know have discussions with the current current guys on their contract, see where their heads at, um, look at their current contracts, and, and see what can or can't be done with those. And and as I said, that will that's going to determine uh, the next order of business, which is talking to the, the the guys that you had mentioned that are going to be free agents. I know the draft is a little bit further down the road, but with so many players opting to go back to university and take their eligibility and, and not go into the draft yet, how does that alter your process of, of preparation? It's not nothing. It's just, you, you know, it's just there's less, which is which is not a bad thing. I mean, the global draft will, will go around the same time, and we had done um, – we had, uh, you know, planning to do a global draft in the fall um, – you know, kept us busy. So we've got a lot of that work done, but there'll be some, some new, some new names in there that the, the, from the Canadian standpoint, the interesting thing, normally this time of year, we'll have, you know, through the first filter, uh, about a hundred names in our system to watch film and, and cut, do the cut ups and, and have final grade, which is where we get our draft group from, you know, that number's down to about 65 this year in the system. So um, they'll just be, it just less, 30 less players to evaluate um, than a normal year, which will be interesting next year because there's, you know, <laughs> if there's the same hundred that should be in the system at this time of the year, you, you put the 30 that were in there that opted out and it's going to be a, a massive draft class next year. So I'm, you know, it, it was an interesting, I, I, I had talked to the university coaches and, and suggested it might not be a bad idea to stay in this year's draft because even if, if we call your name, you decide to go back to school, at least you'll have had your name called and, and a CFL team will own your rights. Uh, you know, <laughs> next year is going to be a deep, deep group. And, and some of the kids that may have been drafted this year aren't going to get drafted next year. Right. And it's a shorter draft this year, six rounds because of, well, everything. And the order was a random draw and of course it's the tiger cats rough riders and then the blue bombers three of the best teams in the league get the top three picks do you feel a little lucky getting number three yeah it's a good spot to be now it's not it's not uh it's the snake draft format so it's not like we pick third every round so that's whatever that is 16 yeah. so it's it's a little bit more fair so even if you even if you pick nine you would pick 10th uh, you yeah. would get pick 10 right after that so mm-hmm. it's a little bit more fair but yeah, it's, it's a solid draft, and, and you know we'll get a very good player at number three, and and you know it's a it's a real good offensive line draft. Um, you know, best group of linebackers I've seen in a while, and 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 a good group of DBs. So I think those are the three uh, the three strongest groups, and and depending which way we're going to go, I'm I'm quite confident we'll get a very good player at any of those positions. Finally, Kyle, just looking at the calendar, when it comes to these discussions with free agents, is this something that kind of takes a break over the next couple of weeks because of the holiday season? No, I mean, you know, the, I've, I've got a lot of Steelers out there and, and things have started and we've got our list of things to do. So I envision uh, this weekend and Monday and Tuesday being being quite busy. And then, you know, as we get into you know, the, the 23rd, the 23rd, 24th, 25th will slow down. Uh, but we'll pick right back up on the 28th. I mean, this is, this is important stuff. And, and, you know, the, the, the agents and the players all want to have communication. And, and, you know, I think, as I said, we'll probably quiet things down from the 23rd through the, through the weekend. And then, 
pick her right back up. Do you watch a lot of NFL or too busy for that? Oh yeah. I mean, football's always on in this house. So, you know, it's a uh, college, big day of college football tomorrow. We're mm-hmm. excited about with, with the uh, conference, I guess the conference championships for lack of a better term this year. And then, uh, I think some NFL even tomorrow and a, a full slate on Sunday. Do you have a team you root for? Uh, yeah, my, you know what? I, I grew up as a Steelers fan, you know, growing up. remember watching watching those those uh, at my age, watching the, the late 70s Steelers when I was when I was young. And now my son is a, a diehard Seahawks fan, so I find myself rooting for him because he's much more enjoyable to be around <laughs> when the Seahawks when the Seahawks have some success and he's dragged me into a fantasy football league. So I'm in the, uh, I'm in the playoffs tomorrow. So we'll, uh, I, I, it's funny. You, you end up playing this fantasy football and you watch less football and end up just watching your phone to update the stats. I know I, I played one year and I just couldn't do it. Cause I was just so obsessed with the numbers. I didn't even enjoy watching the games anymore. What's harder drafting that, for a CFL team or drafting for a fantasy team? I think fantasy. Cause I don't do any work. I just basically recognize the name and, and, and call the name. So much, I much prefer the Canadian draft than fantasy football draft. He's, now he's dragged me into a basketball. I know nothing about basketball, but now we've got our, uh, we've got a, like a 10 team fantasy basketball thing going on that I got to draft tomorrow. So that'll, that's going to be straight from where they just picked. I, I might just do the auto one and Ooh. let them do it for me. I'll probably, I'll, that'll be way better than what I'll do. There's two extremes when you don't know, right? It's either you're going to pick randomly and it's great, or it's going to be the worst team that's ever existed. Which might be fine. You know, I'll pick names based on the guys I recognize. He's trying to go over the turnover to assist ratio, and that factors in. And and I'm like, buddy, how about if I recognize a dude's name, I will call that guy's name and try to fill out my roster. That's my strategy. Why don't you just let your son draft for you too? Never. Okay. I will. I will. I will have pride in drafting my team no matter how bad they turn out. Okay, perfect. Well, Kyle, appreciate your time today. Thanks for this. Have a great holiday season, and we'll catch up in the new year. Yep, sounds like a plan. Thank you. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?